and welcome to the Intune with Calhoun podcast. I'm Ashley Jones, Communications Director here at the Cal County Area Chamber and Visitor Center. Today, we're joined with Danielle Hall. She is the owner of Sound Embrace LLC, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her business today. So, Danielle, good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for pulling this together and inviting me to, to do it. Coming back home, I mean, this is Alabama is home. Uh, my dad was in the army and so we moved quite a bit and seventh grade, we moved to Weaver and, you know, I, I went to went to high school at Weaver, graduated Weaver, and then that, you know, kind of launched out from you know, going to my first career, which was actually photographic imaging and went to Atlanta for school for that and then moved out to California and was pursuing commercial photography out there. Um, but through my own health challenges, ended up finding sound healing. You know, one of the questions that I get often is how did you even get into sound healing? Um, it's such uh, an obscure um, field that, you know, not many people know about it. I call sound healing my second life. <laughs> uh, first life was commercial photography and marketing. And then through my own health challenges, I I found sound healing um, for the first 28 years of my life. I was on again, off again, sick. And then at 28 was not my normal sick. Um, I began to lose my hair. I began to lose the enamel on my teeth, had chronic constipation, chronic migraines, chronic skin issues, and was in and out of the emergency room. And, you know, growing up, you know, I, I, I think a lot of a lot of us are kind of this way where we grow up and, and we're told you go to the doctor, you take the pill, the prescription, and you go on your way and you never, I never really um, knew to question or to become real curious about how life could be any different or how my health and my well-being could be any different. I was just puttering along the path and doing what I was told um, and and just really didn't know to be more curious uh, until this last emergency room visit where I was sitting on, you know, the table in a gurney um, and the doctor comes in, picks up my chart and he's not even looking at me. And he goes, well, Miss Hall, if we don't find out what's going on with you, you're going down a really dark road. And he puts my chart down. You're like, great. He walks out of the room. <laughs> it's just like, you know, a big fat WTF. Uh, this was the first time that, you know, I think that for me, this was really the, the catalyst, this kind of this shaking of my awareness and perspective that, wow, if I don't do something, if I don't figure out something, then I'm going to be bald, toothless, you know, <laughs> have all of these chronic symptoms um, at 28 years old and for the rest of my life. So what do I do? And, um, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, at this point, I was just kind of in despair, um, didn't really know where to turn or where, what else to look to. And that was that door opener experience for me that was like, 
I have to be open to other ways of thinking. I have to be open to what else might be out there to help me. And so um, I went to this first door opener, really, uh, I went to a naturopathic doctor only because she had doctor in the name, you know, at the time I was just very much like, what is this woo woo BS, you know, all the things were woo woo. <laughs> and uh, I, I had a really hard time um, taking anything seriously that wasn't in the regular kind of medical space. Right. Um, Traditional Western medicine. Right. Exactly. Thank you. And so I went to this naturopathic doctor <laughs> and it ended up, um, she ended up just really changing my life. Uh, you know, I sat down in this session with her and, you know, it's still emotional today because, you know, I think, um, you know, again, like we come across these thresholds of, or these pathways where you have to choose left or right. And, you know, this was the first time somebody asked me about, you know, what were the stressors that were in my life? Uh, what was my food? What what food was I eating? What were my relationships like? What was my relationship like to my work? Um, how did I work? How was I sleeping? Um, what detergents was I using? <laughs> uh, all of these things that I learned later on were epigenetic factors that were influencing gene expression and how my body was acting and reacting to the environment that I was in. And so one of the environments that you know, that we are in or create for ourselves does have to do with food. Um, so for me, I found out with her help that I have a severe gluten allergy, took gluten out of my diet and felt what healthy felt like for the first time in my life at 28 years old. Um, the inflip, that was a really crazy year. <laughs> um, and then began to see the transformation my body was undertaking. So there's when we're going through any kind of recovery or healing, there may be the physical aspects that we experience like I saw my nose for the first time without my face, you know, without inflammation. So I got to see my nose, you know, I got to see and experience what my actual body weight was without the fluctuation of so much inflammation and always having to have a second pair of pants on me just in case my decided my body decided to blow up, um, you know, or the the skin issues and having to, you know, have extra lotion or, you know, just like always having to be prepared because I didn't know when my body was going to fail me to now getting into this space of loving my body, realizing, you know, the, the physical, the physical changes were happening but now I had to look at the mental and emotional aspects that were coming through around, you know, that conversation that was I was having around my body, the the why I was making certain decisions about relationships and work decisions or even where I lived because it had to do with how my physical body might fail me. And now, you know, I, I didn't have that anymore. I didn't have that weight anymore. And so. Um, about a year, you know, 29, 30, I am starting to 
re get to know who Danielle Hall is, you know, outside of this body who was like, I thought hated me. Um, and now, you know, finding what self love is and finding this new, you know, developing this new relationship to my body. And I went through this, um, this phase in healing that was uh, angry, just extremely angry uh, at the world, at my parents, at, you know, whatever I can put the blame on to not know how to be curious. Um, and, you know, it, it's not anybody's fault. We all kind of, you know, we, we're all doing the best we can with what we've got with the knowledge that we have. Um, and so what I ended up using in that was like, if I went through this experience, there have got to be so many other Danielle Halls out there who have gone through this, this just accepting the cards that were dealt. Um, you know, we get, and just to kind of rewind a little bit, you know, even with a lot of my clients that I attract, it's like, we, we get an ache or we get a little pain and we're like, okay, well, I could push through that. I could deal with that. Well, then the next day it lasts a little bit longer. And then the next day it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. And then it's more, and then it's more. And then we just, because it's an overtime thing, we just accept that that's part of our life. And that's what life has to be and what it's supposed to be. And it's, it doesn't, we are not supposed to live in pain. We're really not supposed to live in pain. And, um, and so we can get to this stage of just feeling so much despair that we can't see how we even got to this place in the first place. <laughs> and so I was getting so angry about that internal conversation that I started using photography at the time because that was my that was my first degree. Um, I lived in California at the time in San Francisco. And so I was like, well, if I wasn't open to how a naturopathic doctor or how food could affect my body or how relationships could affect our mental, emotional, physical body, what else am I not open to? And so it was you know, at 30, I took my first yoga class. I went to my first massage. I went to an acupuncture session. I just started throwing myself into all of these alternative therapies and realizing, okay, well, wow, I didn't know that I had this internal dialogue about yoga um, that I thought it had to be these tall, bendy, blonde women, you know, like a particular. Paltrow is the only one that can do. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow can do no wrong. <laughs> uh, but you know, we we kind of where do we get these ideas and these narratives or these beliefs about what a person is supposed to be or look like to be able to do the thing? Uh, even massage, you know, I went and had my first massage and was like, how oh, I my the internal dialogue that I have around this is that you got to have money like you got to go like you can't go unless you're like some rich person. I don't know why I had this in my mind or where I got it, but, you know, it and that doesn't even matter. It's more about, you know, when we start to look at why we believe what we believe 
and question it, become curious about it, then we can kind of sit back and like, okay, in the season that I'm in today, is that true for me? And so I was looking at these different things and take, you know, going to these different sessions and just like, wow, this is not true for me anymore. And so, uh, again, because I'm in California, there are lots of opportunities or at the time I was in California, I had lots of opportunities <laughs> to go into some really interesting sessions um, and sound healing, a sound, sound healing, sound bath was one of those. And so I go in and I'm wearing my, you know, my skinny jeans and my Nike lifts. And, you know, at the time y'all don't, don't judge me, but I, yeah, I was a Giants fan and I still, you know, I still have a little bit of love for the Giants. <laughs> so don't. <laughs> Whenever people ask me when um, I started to get a little bit older, they were like, are you for Alabama or Auburn? And I was like, secret third option, JSU, because they gave you my education. <laughs> like, yeah, the game for either, but it's like if you say JSU, it's like, well, I guess I can't argue, you know. <laughs> school there, so I guess that's a, that's valid, right? All right, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh gosh, whatever's valid for you, that's fine. <laughs> well, you know, it was there, and I—I I mean, my first baseball game was the Braves versus the Giants at Giants Stadium. And it was, it was an epic experience. The yeah. Braves win, and I was rooting for the Braves. So <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but I go into this first sound bath, you know, and I, and I'm, I walk in and I'm, you know, wearing jeans and my Nikes and a baseball hat. And I'm walking into this scenario of people who were wearing fur and uh were had glitter and feathers and you know just were very kind of touchy feely massaging circle kind of a situation in this room that had a buddha and a jesus and a kuan yin and sacred geometry and really bad patchouli <laughs> smell <laughs> everybody represented <laughs> well and and at that time i I was so closed off to, I didn't even know what some of these things were at the time, right? And so like when you go into something like this or in general, when you go into something that is unfamiliar, it could be really scary. Um, and I walk in and this guy is like, you know, greeting me, he's wearing like the drop crotch pants and like no shirt and a vest. <laughs> and I'm just like, where, what? era of time did I just step into? And, you know, I had all of the preconceived judgments and, you know, this story playing in the back of my mind. And I just, you know, tried to keep fighting it to be open to this new experience, because this is what I was here for. I was here to look at the stories that I was telling myself around alternative therapies and not because I had any other agenda except for myself. I wanted to understand myself better. And so he invites me in. He's like, you know, take your shoes off, go around the corner and you're going to lay down. And I'm like, all right, cool. And that's when I you know, go in and I see all the people with the fur. <laughs> and was just like, holy crap, what am I getting in getting myself into? And I was actually about to leave because it was way too crowded for my brain. And the guy who had greeted me at the door comes and like 
stops me and he's like, where are you going? And I was like, you know, man, y'all look full. Like, I didn't know I needed to bring a blanket or a pillow or, you know, anything like that. I must have missed that in your description. Um, I'll just come back another time. I'll come back early. And then, you know, by this time, the whole group is looking at me. So now there's a little bit of peer pressure. And (laughs) to kind of give some context to this, you know, anybody at this time, I didn't have any friends that were open to this kind of thing. No, nobody was on the bandwagon yet. Nobody, none of my friends at the time were, you know, really into meditation or yoga or um, these alternative therapies. And so I was going to all of these things by myself. And I think a lot of times, you know, that that may be part of why we don't make the change we want to see in our lives is because we don't have the people in our inner circle or community that we have as an example of it being okay to do so. Um, And so sometimes we have to be that brave one that forge ahead and then they, you know, you, they come along later and they all did. (laughs) But um, so I'm here by myself in this wonderland of fur, feathers and glitter. (laughs) It just sounds like a Kesha music video. (laughs) You're like, oh, what did I get into? Uh, you know what? I need my wing woman here. Where's my wing woman? Where's my wing woman? <laughs> and got to be my own wing woman today. And so everybody's looking at me and now I have this peer pressure to stay. And these two guys who are somewhere in the middle of this cuddle puddle <laughs> are like, hey, you can lay between us. And so they part and, you know, it's like this like space that's yeah, I could fit. But now I'm going to be touching naked elbows with these guys that I don't know. And like and, none of the women in the room were kind of like, oh, this sounds a little uncomfortable. Maybe she should like lay somewhere over here, not between two strange men. Just, <laughs> just saying. They were all, you know, here's the thing, though. And I didn't have this awareness at the time because I was so self-conscious I had low self-esteem. I had low body, um, you know, awareness. I hated my body still. Um, There was still this internal dialogue, you know, still healing. And so there was still a lot of this mental chatter there, even about women, you know, Um, because I didn't feel beautiful up until this point or because my body wasn't working i had judgments and cast judgments on other women because of my own insecurities of myself you know and so it takes time for us to one realize wherever we're casting shade that is where we need healing um go sit under your own tree (laughs) so you know but it took me some time to realize that and um, so even if another, I may have felt more comfortable next to, you know, having this experience next to a female, but, um, either way, it was just like, oh my gosh, I was so self-conscious about my body that just the mere thought of my elbows touching a stranger's elbows was too much for my brain. Um, because I just was so self-conscious, um, but now with the peer pressure, 
of everybody's eyes on me. I tiptoed through the cuddle puddles and the fur and sat between these two gentlemen, hugging my knees and looking around the room and just like in awe of these beautiful instruments that were in front of me and in front of us. And then they just turned off the lights and began, um, which was very startling to me. (laughs) And so this was kind of my threshold. I started yelling out to them like, hey, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't even know what a sound bath is. And the same guy that greeted uh, said to me, you're going to be fine. Be open. And that's not enough like managing expectations for me. (laughs) No, truly, truly, truly. And all of this has informed my practice of what I do and how I teach it. But, um, you know, one of the things that happened a year prior or the year and a half prior is when I, you know, went home after that initial doctor's appointment, when he looked at my chart and then Miss Hall, if we don't find out what's going on with you, you're going down a really dark road. I had had, you know, we all have had moments in our lives where we've had that ugly cry. (laughs) And after that doctor visit, I had gone home and had that ugly cry. And there was just this knowing that kind of, you know, you feel like it just fills your being this knowing um, sense and that knowing sense was you're going to be fine, be open. And so now here it is about a year, year and a half later. And this man says those words to me. And I remember I had like journaled it out or I just like wrote it out, you know, that year, a year prior. And it was just like such a profound thing for my mind (laughs) that I was like, okay, you're going to be fine. Be open. And so I finally just laid down in like the most rigid state of my being um, and just tried to breathe and finally just relaxed into the experience and had the most profound experience I had had up until that point. I had never felt so present. I never felt so like I didn't, I got to a point where I didn't have to be so on guard. And when I was able to drop those, um, these self-defense mechanisms, it, it opened me up to a lot of awareness about myself and other areas of my life that I needed to be open to healing. And so I ended up signing up for that place ended up being a school, (laughs) Um, some crazy hippie school. And, you know, I, I say that so lovingly because, you know, we all need those door openers and those kinds of spaces, you know, and now I'm just like, I am a hippie, you know, like I, I'm totally on that road of hippiedom and anybody who wants to come along, come along. But um, what I learned, you know, when I was going to school for sound therapy was uh, one of the biggest things for me that I learned, you know, again, you know, I go to this school and I'm the only one that kind of looks like me and I'm realizing, you know, the the dialogue that we have the marketing um, that is out there, 
the narratives that are played over and over and over again um, around health and wellness, around accessibility, around like who gets to do these things even. Uh, I knew that that was something that needed to start to change. And so for a tool as powerful as I found sound healing to be, I knew that I needed to change the narrative around how people looked at it. And so, you know, when you're, you know, you're looking at me right now, you know, I don't have the fur, maybe I do need to get the fur uh, and the feathers and the glitter, like how magical would that be? And at the same time, you know, um, it doesn't make it as accessible to the other Danielle Halls out there who didn't know to be curious about their health and wellness to begin with, who may have grown up a military brat or, you know, do what you're told, hands in your lap, be seen, not heard. And granted, like I say this lovingly, my parents are amazing, uh, but, you know, we, we they did the best they can with what they got. Right. Like they need us to behave. <laughs> so that's not this isn't, a, you know, anything against them. Um, so if they're hearing this, I love you very much, mom and dad. You're amazing. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, we as even children, we synthesize information differently than maybe what our parents even thought, you know, how they're wanting to deliver it. Right. So. Um, and so with sound healing, now I've been doing this for almost 12 years um, and my practice has evolved into a space now where I create sound experiences for personal transformation and growth, while also leading a team of trained sound practitioners in serving the mental health and wellness of our communities through sound healing therapy. That is a mouthful. I know. One day I'll shorten that too. But that's so nice. That's <laughs> but it's sound embrace, yeah. And so one of the main goals that I have in this is, you know, again, it's coming back to the other people who may need a um, non-invasive complementary therapy um, or, you know, opportunity to come into that relieves stress, reduces pain, um, supports through mental and emotional challenges or um, just navigating the waters of emotions. Um, you know, if we want to go more on the route of spirituality and connecting with God, Gaia, source, universal consciousness, science, whatever it is, we could do that too. Um, my clients range from corp doing corporate wellness programs. Um, you know, I've done sound bath sessions for Chick-fil-A, for Coca-Cola, for Spotify, to kind of name a few, Lululemon. Um, but I've also been in different hospital settings and therapy center set settings, working with kids, navigating, you know, various traumas, including attempted suicide, um, social media addiction, body dysmorphia, anxiety, depression, um, you know, to the Women's Cardiovascular Center at Piedmont Hospital. We've had that opportunity to work together for a little bit. And then, um, you know, and now Grady Hospital working with um, the, um, the staff in the trauma center 
And so, you know, there's a, there are many different types of applications with sound healing and sound healing therapy. I would say the, the most kind of common one is our sound baths. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm not even leaving you any opportunity to ask questions. I just kind of went into like, share, share, share. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it gives, you know, like some of our chamber members or some of the folks can that listen to the podcast a chance to get to know you as a person too. Cause I know I've seen you around a lot lately, which is really good at chamber stuff. I don't probably dating this podcast, but like breakfast and all that stuff. Um, and then you've got awakening coming up this Sunday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet, which I'm, I was already excited about. Now I'm super excited about it, hearing you talk about it and kind of like giving me and other folks that are going to be there or at the chamber sound bath that we're planning coming up, um, what to expect, you know, cause like you said, if, if we change the narrative, what things like this look like, it makes it less scary and more approachable for folks. Cause I know we're all creatures of habit, but it doesn't hurt to step out sometimes. And it, and it, it's always, you're not hurting anybody. Obviously I've always been a proponent of like, look, I don't care what you do as long as you don't hurt other people. Right. If you're not hurting everybody, I, I guess it's, you know, if it makes you happy, go for it, right? It's none of my business. <laughs> um, but yeah, having that friend um, to go with you to stuff like this. And maybe, maybe like you said, we're finding the other Daniel Halls and Callum County and around, maybe through the chamber to um, find what's next, right? Yeah. Kind of like self-care arsenal, I like to put it. <laughs> I love that your self-care arsenal, you know, I'll wrap up what a, what a sound bath is for, for people, because I think that would be the, the opportunity that I would get to connect with most people in the area, Yeah, uh, you know, a sound it's called a sound bath because it feels like the sounds are washing over your body. All you have to do is show up to the session, lay down, close your eyes and relax in the sound. There you go. You don't have to do anything. You just just sign up, show up. <laughs> I give you an eye mask. That is for that's my gift to you to keep. And then just make sure you read the description of that type of session that I'm providing. Um, the one the awakening um, session is more geared towards spring equinox kind of language. We want to help clean up the energy so that we can make space for what we're really wanting to cultivate moving forward. You know, the the one that we'll be doing at the chamber late April, that one really is gonna be relax in sound. So it will be facilitated in a way for you to actually find uh, a sense of peace within your mind, body, relieve stress, reduce pain, and then we'll have time afterwards for any questions and connect around your experience. Um, you know, I have another one that is going to be monthly over at the Apothecary Draft House in Jacksonville. Uh, oh, you know, I know, you know, and that's just another opportunity and another way to come into community, come into conversation. Um, again, it, it's that one is geared more. We're called like we're calling it mindfulness on tap. So it's going to be. I know. <laughs> Mindfulness on tap. Mindfulness on tap. So you'll get, you know, other tools that you can actually take home with you to apply whenever you're feeling anxious or whenever you might be sad or maybe just trying to
trying to get some more focus and creativity going in your life, um, relieving stress, all of those kinds of things. And what are the tools that we can do at home? And that's what that that one is about. Um, and then if you want to hang out and have a beer or cider afterwards, that's up to you. <laughs> or have uh, them before and then sleep it off. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Uh, but Danielle, do you have a website and social and all that stuff that people can find you at in your schedule? Yes, thank you. You can find me at soundembrace.com. I love Instagram. I know being back in Alabama, y'all love the Facebook. <laughs> uh, so on Facebook, it is Sound Embrace Health. And on Instagram, it is sound embrace, sound underscore embrace, excuse me. Um, and so whatever I'm posting on Instagram does usually filter over to Facebook. So, um, you know, I make sure that I'm connecting on both of those platforms. But uh, and if you have any questions, you know, feel free to send a, a private message or a DM through those platforms. I'll get to you when I can, as I can. Um, but you can also email me through D Hall, D as in Danielle, Hall, H A L L, at soundembrace.com. Well, there you have it. Is there anything else you want to share with us today before we wrap up? You know, um, one thing that I encourage everyone to do is whether or not you come to a sound bath. Um, invite the conversation of curiosity into your life um we do not have to live in pain we do not have to be in situations that don't make us feel good and so sometimes um just becoming curious about how we can take back our power what is it that you need to feel empowered in the situation to move forward? Um, even if you don't know the right questions to ask, just becoming curious is an opportunity for self-empowerment. And that's really what I want to bring with these sound bath sessions is to support you in getting into enough of a relaxed state where you can feel your own power. I love that. All right, guys, there you have it. Thank you again, Danielle Hall from Sound Embrace for joining me today. And like I said, if you guys want to see the upcoming um, chamber sound bath, the upcoming up, that information will be on our event calendar. Uh, also should be on Facebook and chamber members receive a special discounted rate. Courtesy of Danielle. So thank you again for that. Um, but again, if you guys have any questions about it, you can reach out to Danielle at her email, as she said, or any of her socials. Or if you want to hit us up at the chamber, we will facilitate that conversation as well. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Well, that is it for this episode of the In Tune with Calhoun podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to the chamber through calhounchamber.com or give us a call at our office at 256-237-3536. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or you can listen directly through acast.com. That's A-C-A-S-T dot com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time right here at the In Tune with Calhoun podcast. Bye.